<clears throat> Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to your God's Love podcast. I'm Haley Helveston. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Chris O'Brien here. He is a self-made entrepreneur in health, mindset, and business. Welcome. Thank you very much. No, this is awesome. Thanks for uh, inviting me and having me and, and going down some uh, wormholes of some very amazing things that most people don't really know about, including myself as I'm still learning. So thank you very much for inviting me and having me on. This is awesome. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because one of the reasons why I reached out to you is because you are speaking the truth and a lot of people don't have the balls to do it. So tell everybody like what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I I Quick background, really quick, just uh, I grew up in California, Orange County, so I was an athlete my whole life. I really kind of was in the whole mindset of, you know, go to college, play basketball, play professional, but then I'll, after, get a good job, you know, the whole system, uh, the program, so to speak, of following where to go. And I got really sick when I was 26 years old, and that kind of started my awakening into health, not really maybe spirituality yet, but just taking back your power in the things that you put in your body. Uh, became an entrepreneur after I uh, tried a nine to five job, just wasn't for me. And then I became a uh, certified personal trainer. And that's when I started my entrepreneurial activity. And I started doing other startups. Um, wasn't too focused on social media like I am now. But one thing led to another. And now I've just found myself going through a spiritual awakening in the last few years, waking up to my sexuality, waking up to my power within myself, and just unlearning and relearning a lot of things. So I've taken all these life experiences, all of this education, all of this, you know, intuition and all of these things, learning from people like, like you and putting it together and being able to share it and then sharing it without, you know, a lens, without worrying about triggering others, but empowering others. And if I can take all that life experience, put it in a way where it's easy to understand and share with the world, that's really what I feel my calling is to do. So here we are today and a brand that's growing in a, in a, uh, growing social media and so much more in the works, but it's been awesome to give back to people all the things that I've learned uh, over the years for sure. Mm, yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, because I think that that's so important with people that are doing, you know, work similar to us is to collaborate, to spread this message because we forget mm. we're in a bubble. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't know any of this. Mm -hmm. And we are going to be discussing the sexuality component because I think that especially men now mm. are becoming awakened to the importance of really developing a healthier relationship with their sexuality so go into that totally yeah i mean it's such a such a deep program i think you know from sexual education growing up to the things you see on tv to uh, the stimulation and you know you've got women looking a certain way guys going to gym to look a certain way and i fell kind of into that mold you know if you looked at me i'm 6'4 210 pounds I, i'm pretty fit on the surface look good, but underneath it's just, there was not too much alignment with understanding connection, understanding, you know, intimacy and what it is to have sexual energy. And not only that for, for physical purposes and energetic, but also manifestation. Um, and so these little principles were so out of, you know, my comfort zone, so out of my consciousness and lens that it took me a while to even grasp it. And it was a triggering moment at time um, where I'd go so fast or I'd be stimulated or, you know, hooked on looks and not really on intelligence and mindset and energy. And it just kind of led me down to maybe some different paths um, that so-called, like I said, I'm in Orange County and there's some, you know, programs and egos and it's a pretty heavy, dense energy area. But at the same time, you know, it actually, I call it the slingshot effect. It really pulled me back 
to see what I used to do, how I used to portray, you know, sexual energy, intimacy, physical, but also energetics. And now it's kind of catapulted me to harnessing it and then using it for creation, using it for creativity, for empowerment, for sustainability, um, and to look past that surface level. And I think just the programs and what society has been manufactured in a system, uh, people think it's a system that you know is uh, broken. To me, it's, it was designed that way. And the system that was designed that way was to really take our life force and whether we know it or not, and take it from us where we feel like we need something outside of us. Right? We need another female to make us feel comfortable in our body. We need the approval of women to make us feel like we look good as men and vice versa. So really just kind of going full circle and, and seeing this, and I call it like a zoom out lens, um, really shed a lot of light on a lot of distortions, a lot of confusion, uh, manipulation, um, just overall, just what is this all about? There's got to be more to life than just superficial. And then I started diving deeper and deeper and, and started connecting these dots, which, which has been amazing. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been quite a journey and experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think that especially for men, because, you know, so many men I talk to, it's, they don't think there's anything wrong with watching porn most times a day, ejaculating mm -hmm. and, or experimenting sexually. And I don't think there's wrong with like maybe going through a period of that. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, well, how are you feeling after that? Do you feel depleted? Do you feel like it's affecting the way you view, you view women? Do you want yeah. to experience a deeper level of sexuality? Because a lot of guys, when you have those shorter, um, you know, ejaculatory orgasms, it's a very short orgasm anyway, right? Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think there's like an exploratory phase that a lot of men go through, whether mm -hmm. that's a young age, something you come across you know, in high school, in college, whatever it is, whatever that moment is where it's like you start getting curious and you start now, it's like your first kiss and then your first date and then the first time you lose your virginity and all these things, it's like there is so much exploration. But the thing is, it's very rare to get guidance on it. It's very rare to, you know, I had no idea there was there's sexual teachers or sexual energy coaches or life coaches about how to harness sex and different things like that. And my partner, Jilly's done an amazing job really helping me through this transition. God bless her. And, gosh, I can't say enough about her because she's seen all sides of me. She's seen all lenses and consciousness is how I used to portray just superficial and not going deeper and deeper and deeper. So yeah, I definitely think there's an exploratory phase. Um, but then as you really awaken and then you start learning about the body, I think one thing that could help men and women is how your system works. I mean, we think, you know, the whole prog program of, of blue balls and that terrified me. Like I, oh gosh, I, I don't even want my, my balls to turn blue. And it like, I literally had an image that that would happen. That's how deep I was in the program of, of that fear. And usually when there's a program of fear, on the contrary, there's something that might be keeping you from tapping into something that's very powerful. So fear stunts logic. So it just it doesn't make sense to retain your semen. It just doesn't make sense that that is your life force and it has full of minerals and enzymes. And yet every time we have an orgasm, we, we are programmed to lose it. And the more we keep doing it, the more we keep doing it, it becomes like a, like a muscle, like a very subconscious second nature of that feeling is you know, programmed on us to go out instead of come back in and go up. That's like, it's like just, it's, it's going that way instead of up this way. And just that shift from one direction to another, when I started really practicing that and when I started really trying it and implementing it, and uh, it took a lot of practice. It's not an overnight thing. Fellas, if you're watching this, it's not an overnight thing. So be patient. Um, but it is, 
something you practice just like anything else. And over time, it gets more second nature, and then you start harnessing it more. And that's where it starts getting really fun in a way because you can use it for so many different things. When I say use it, I'm talking about your sexual energy and your life force because I had no idea that was life force in itself. I just, I, I had no idea. And once you connect that dot, um, you go through a lot, you do some shadow work, you really got to reflect on maybe some shame, on some uh, intimacy, lack of trust, lack of connection. That's a lot of things that I experienced. Um, but it's also amazing because you're aware of it now. You know, I think when you become aware of those things, you're able to start taking steps to transmute it and uh, grow from it and then take things back in, in your hands. So yeah, it's definitely been uh, very eye-opening every step of the way. So it's been amazing. No, I think that's amazing. Cause you know, I think women go through that exploratory period too. And I think that it's very important to look at, is this sexual experience feeding me or is it just mm -hmm. kind of a, casual, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. No, for sure. I think, yeah, we, we're so, again, so programmed to think is just like, just a release for me or go so fast just mm -hmm. to, I, so I can have an orgasm. So the person I'm with, my partner, whoever in my life, you know, okay, cool. We'll get them happy. But as soon as we're done, we're done. There's like, no, it's like, and I think what you mentioned, like afterwards, it's like, why are so many men so tired afterwards? Why are so many men just want to roll over and go to sleep? Or now they're craving some late night munchies is because they just gave away something that is literally can create life, literally can create life. They just gave it away for a five, two, three, four, five second high. And once you get that high, just like any other drug, you want to achieve it and you want to experience it again. The only thing, it's a byproduct of losing parts of yourself. You're losing life force of yourself. So yeah, I think when there's intimacy and relationships and connection at a deeper level, what many people, including myself, are, are waking up to is that that can be cycled back in and that can keep going and that can last hours. And sometimes you see those people who go for hours in the bedroom, they're like, well, that guy must be on Viagra or he's got to be doing something crazy or it's got to be on some kind of drug. Well, in reality, he might just be in a deeper state of meditation. He might just be in a deeper state of being in his body. And again, the more you practice it, the more you can really experience it. Um, so yeah, I think the, <clears throat> the let me get mine and I'm, you get yours and then we're going to go to bed and then I'll see you tomorrow. Here's my number. It's just, it's just so deep. It just seems so normal, but we don't know what there is outside of the norm. And that's just what, what again fascinates me so much, thinking outside the box. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, you know, I was just talking to my sister about this. Everybody is addicted to dopamine. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. It. Even with social media, like I've noticed that, you know, like checking my phone or checking <clears throat> YouTube or whatever. And so I think that it's, it's like, even though if you aren't doing some of the, you know, quote unquote bad habits, sure. you still have social media. <laughs> exactly. And it's just a different form of an orgasm. It's just yeah. a different form of, a, of an experience. All of a sudden you get all kinds of engagement on your page. And I had to go through this. I would literally, my, my first months, almost the first year I did social media, I came back from my awakening. I was still in that mode. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all this, these likes, these comments. And it was the same feeling I would get just scrolling up and down pornography years ago. Oh, just yeah. like, oh wow, this is stimulating. I'm getting excited. People are seeing me. I feel like very energetically aroused. And yeah, it comes in drugs. It comes in food. It comes in social media. It comes in biofeedback. It comes in sex. It comes in all different ways. But dopamine, that is the very, very thing. Consumerism, addiction. We already have enough. We, we think we're constantly in that chase, go, go mode. And in that fight or flight mode, like you mentioned, that leads to a lot of 
quick ejaculation. That leads a lot of quick climaxes where we have no control. Just like we feel like we have no control over our life or no control over our business or our money or their food choices or the ability to say no. So I always talk about the reflection outside within, the things that we can't control outside. Well, that's why it is so tough, like I experienced in so many men, to experience the control, not in like a controlling, toxic, masculine way, but almost a guiding, mentoring, nurturing way of how to harness these things and use it um, to create and to manifest and to exchange and to create that sacred practice rather than just, okay, well, it's 12 o'clock. I have nothing to do on board. So I'm just going to go get a quick little five second high. Not, 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 not a, not a drug, but in a different way of ejaculation. And it's just like, I was just doing that so unconsciously and I'm happy to admit it because I know that when you admit it and you become vulnerable with it, it's a great form of healing. And it's one of the hardest things I've had to work through to be honest of, of my whole spiritual journey. Um, but yeah, dopamine. Oh my goodness. Dopamine for sure. And there's so many different ways to achieve it. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, listen, I'll admit like for me, I would just get on dating apps to like flirt with guys. Oh, Sometimes 100%. I wasn't, I don't know if even know if we'd meet up or not, but I just like the attention. That's it. <laughs> so that's dopamine too, right? The, yeah. the swiping, the swiping, the, the, oh, you got a match. Oh my gosh. Someone thinks I'm hot. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I'm going to say anything. Where do you live? What do you, and I played the game and I, and I, and it was fun at the time. Again, I'm not bashing on my old self. It was just all I knew. That's all I thought was normal. That's what I thought was the play. And my, my good buddies and like teammates from college, we joke about it and we, oh, how many Tinder likes did you get? Or I got this new Tinder app. And it's just where I was at that time. And that's okay. And I've forgiven myself for it and I moved on. But yeah, just a simple swipe right. But look, you swipe right or you scroll down. It's just all right here. Oh, right? true, just, true. Swipe yeah. right. Oh, match. Scroll down. Oh, like. And it's the same different process. But like you said, yeah, it's that like, Oh, someone sees me. Someone thinks I'm good looking. Oh, someone wants to get to know me. Maybe they want to date me. Do they want to marry me? Maybe they just want to sleep with me. And it gets you really curious, but curiosity is outside of you because someone is creating these questions in you. Does someone see me? How do I look instead of asking ourselves and going within and, and tapping into our sexual energy that has a lot of those answers too. Um, yeah, but those, those, those swipe apps. Oh my gosh. So it's wild. Yeah, and I told you that because you know I became celibate this year, and mm -hmm. it really—it's so interesting now that I became celibate. I'm actually going to do a post on this today because it's made me really realize, like, seeing how people look at me and how mm. my, my energy has all gone back to me now. Wow! And so it's been very—it's um, been a very interesting journey, and I think that everybody should go through at least one period of doing this, even if it's a short period. Totally. Um, just to see how how you feel after. That's the thing. Most people, yeah, men, again, like have not really maybe experienced, you know, semen retention for more than a day, more than three days, more than a week, more than a month. And you tell a guy, you know, don't ejaculate for a month. I think you're crazy. Like, what do you mean, man? I got, I'm going to get all backed up. I'm going to get all clogged up. I got to get this out of me. Well, no, that's the program you're thinking. So, and you said it great. You harness the energy and your aura grows. And not many people can see it, right? Because a lot of, we can only see so much of the light spectrum, but they can feel it. And all of a sudden they keep staring at you when you walk by and they're like, what are you doing? You look different. Your skin is shining. Your hair is glowing. Feel like there's something around you. I, I can't really put a finger on it, but are you doing a new detox program? But the last time you tell someone, oh no, I'm just doing semen retention. They just, even, you know, men and women just, whoa, what do you mean? 
what what is what does that mean well isn't that blue balls like what does that actually mean because there is so much nutrients and so much energy in your life force um that when you circulate it and keep it within you like you said your light bulb gets brighter you start glowing and my partner and i practice this all the time we literally we've we've refrained from having this sexual connection because we've taken it back to us and we're totally aware of it and we're using it to create and the things we've created just in this year alone I don't even, sometimes I don't even know how it happens, but then I remember, oh, well, these things are actually working. And that's right, like, so currently yeah. you're not having sex. You're just channeling the energy to yourself mm -hmm. or what do you mean? Good for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Both of us have come to that agreement. Um, I know it's, it is on me to, to kind of show different ways of changing my intimate practices. Um, I, I was the guy that would go really fast and just try to go right for the kill and just, hey, let's go right to bed. But now my partner, like I said, I love her to death and she's been so patient with me, but just teaching me and showing me how to explore the body and to go slow and how sex can be just eye gazing and breath work and massaging. And I'm like, really? And then I always have to remember that acronym for sex is sacred energy exchange. It doesn't have to mean actual penetration or intercourse, but just an energy exchange. And here's another great little point that she showed me was everyone has sex with each other daily. Like we're having sex right now. There's a sacred energetic exchange mm. coming through this webcam, right? And it's like, whoa, you just see energy in a different way. And that word sex to millions of people, it's like, oh, I don't like that word. But then to others, it's like, ooh, I'm excited. And then to some, it's like, oh, that's beautiful. So it's like, eh, exciting or wow, or beautiful, simple. And that's the sacred energy exchange. Um, but yeah, we've been practicing it and it's been amazing. Uh, we, we're not in any rush. Like we know exactly what we need to do and what we need to get done and how the things that we're trying to create and we are manifesting and building is going to take a lot of sacrifice, including maybe those dopamine hits and that, you know, right to the end point because my partner's amazing. She's gorgeous. She's a goddess in my lens. And, um, at the same time, we're both very patient with it and we're seeing it pay off and we always look at each other and we just smile and it's really fun to, uh, to work with and to use and harness and to play and have fun using your sexual energy for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure people listening are like, wow, that's incredible because I, I think that's amazing. That's definitely what I would love to manifest mm -hmm. and attract. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell everybody listening in terms of if they want to manifest more with their sexual energy, just yeah. in terms of what? Uh, maybe if they're single, they just harness the energy on what they want to yeah. create. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would first, again, if you're just practice the art of not even um, ejaculating, just semen retention, like that's just something so simple because when it becomes a, uh, a what's the word, like a uh, attraction or you get excited or anxious or something, um, just catch yourself in the moment. Because my whole thing was, you know, every weekend go to the bar, every, every you know, swipe right on the Tinder app, you know, who, who can I date next? Um, you know, just really the male dominance kind of thing. Like how many women can you sleep with? How many dates can you go on before you get married? And all of a sudden you're trapped by being in a, like in a marriage. And it's like, oh my gosh, to live that way, looking back is so difficult. And, you know, here I am now, obviously with my partner, but if I were to go with a buddy who's just waking up to this stuff, um, we could just go and go to a restaurant or a bar and I just sit there and you'd bring and you, your eyes, here's another thing for men and women, your eyes lose a lot of energy. So be mindful when you're out and about. And all of a sudden, if you see a gorgeous man or a woman or someone who's very, you know, uh, physically appealing or attractive, or you just get that urgency, be mindful where your eyes go. Where do your eyes go? Does it go to their eyes or does it go to their body parts? 
does your mind go what you can do with them behind closed doors or does your mind go i would love to get to know this person because they have strong energy and that's where women and now it makes sense women are so keen and they love intelligence they love men who can hold a conversation i was like well i can talk about the lakers all day well i well, i could uh, i could talk about sports and weightlifting but it, it wasn't even that because those are superficial things now like my DMs just for men and women, more so women than ever, because I'm now going deeper into like spirituality. I'm now talking about, um, you know, meditating and doing breath work and embracing my feminine energy. Probably the one of the biggest things for me too was, was appreciating, recognizing, seeing and embodying my feminine side. And before some of you go, oh, is he going to put on lipstick? Is he going to wear high heels? It's an energy. A feminine is an energy, and that's why right now so many men, I feel, including myself in the past, were just the balance was overly masculine, and not even masculine in a divine way, but toxic, and the feminine has just been suppressed. So now, going out or talking to people, even women, doesn't matter who they are, the way I speak and the way I take care of myself, and I slow down, and I stay in the present moment without thinking you know, am I going to date her? Can I marry her? What does she look like, you know, without her clothes on? Because that's where our, mind, our minds would go. And being more present, you're able to have that, hold that frequency to allow deeper conversations to occur. And that's why most people do these conversations at the bar, because you can only go so deep while both of you are, are drinking. And uh, that's just the common place. It's kind of like the watering hole for people, you know, at the bar. But it, you really meet those people outside of those places. You meet them at the library. I know it sounds weird. You meet them at the, uh, the yoga studio. You meet them at the place that more times than not, a lot of women are taking care of themselves and they want men who can take care of themselves, not physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That's more of where that feminine energy comes. So that's definitely one little tip for men is um, ask yourself, what does my feminine energy look like? And if you don't know what that is, just start there. Just start learning about what your feminine energy is then the dots will start connecting and you're going to go, oh my goodness, I've been so imbalanced for so long, but you're now becoming aware of it. So definitely the feminine energy, no brainer changed my life when I woke up to this stuff. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Because I think that, um, it, you know, I had a mentor tell me once, he said, you want a masculine man with a feminine heart. Mm. Yeah. And he was very deep, but reminded me a lot of your energy. And I think that that's, you're right about that because I think that, it's, it's like we live in a world now that's so superficial. People are craving depth. Yeah. Or I'm always craving to go deeper and deeper with people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and usually the deeper you go, the crazier you sound the most. So yeah. you know, there will be a filtering process. Like, you know, I, if I were to go out and talk to some women, I just meet randomly if I were to, and I start talking about, you know, quantum physics or spirituality, maybe they go, oh, I've heard that. But you'll start seeing them going, eh, I don't know what you're talking about. I know thanks bye. But then you'll get a few women to go, whoa, I've heard that too. Wait a minute. So you think this, this, this is a conspiracy, this, this, or this is deeper. You know about energy. I didn't think anyone did. I'm just here to just talk to people and meet somebody. But yeah, the deeper you go, you'll keep up. That's why me and my partner can can flow so well because we go that deep. And I've I've never met someone who could meet me at that place and and vice versa with her. So it isn't something, you know, you just swipe right on Tinder. There isn't a depth category on tinder there isn't a intelligence barometer it is more physical looks um, but when you can go that deep with people especially of the opposite sex it's just it's it is a, it's a dance it really is an energetic dance and it just becomes fluid and again you're back to having sex with them 
just energetically exchanging information, words, manifestations, ideas, and dreams. And that's, uh, that's fun. It really gets fun. And it's a whole different way of connecting with, with women. And uh, next thing you know, you keep embodying that. I mean, you don't even need any of those apps. People are just going to gravitate to you. And they'll probably be manifested right in your own backyard or at the coffee shop or at your gym. They'll just show up like, hey, I saw you from across the room. I don't know why, but I felt called to say hi to you. You know, how many men feel they have to go do that, let alone women feel men have to go do that. And now we're finding that there's balance that both can do the same. And I think that's always important as we shift and awakening to, uh, to these things too. Mm, yes. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, sexual kung fu. Yep. He Absolutely. has that magnetic energy for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's learned Even how to on social media. <laughs> Absolutely. No, he that that his uh, his page. What was his name again? Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, he's he's one of the accounts that really kind of triggered me at first, but it taught me. Like I got caught. I remember sitting in my car for like two hours watching like twenty of his videos. And I was just like, just everything just made so much sense. So much sense. But first, I I became open to receiving it. I became open to hearing it. Um, but you can hear in his voice, you can see in his posture, you can see in his skin, just like he, and he does it in a very gentle way where it's empowering and direct, but also sovereign and free will. Where it's like, Hey, you can do all these things, but as long as you're aware, that's all good. And if you're complaining about this, this, this could be why. So if you're aware of that and you're still doing it, it's all good. But if not, here are some things you can do. And that's kind of the lens I like to take with the things I share is not to tell people they should or shouldn't, or they should go do this and talk to women like this, or go do that and use it. It's, this is what I found. This is what's helped me. Maybe this could help. And uh, the way he presents his information is amazing. And I, yeah, highly recommend his stuff on his page. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll connect down the road and, and do a live ourselves. So very mm -hmm. great. I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, because I wanted to say too, the fact that you were saying you used to last what, like three minutes in bed? Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. So there's no shame. You, that no, was you. not at all. I used to fake orgasms. So we, the, we've the, all been there. <laughs> the, that was, that was the reason why I would have to go drink tequila just sometimes to, to put myself in that mindset. Because I think we talked about this on a call the other week. It's like when you get in that state with, with alcohol or, or some kind of synthetic or something that is not you, it, it numbs certain things. It takes you out of the moment which seems nice because you last longer, whatever, whatever. But it was more when you're not on those things, more like sober and more, you know, very in the fight or flight, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And the, like that first contact or the first feel, and then your mind, it's the mind just starts creating images. And that's why society is from music videos to celebrities, to TV shows, to Hollywood, to the internet. All it is is mental. It's mental images constantly playing. So the moment you actually come face to face, with someone and now those images aren't playing, well, they're gonna be playing in your head. And if you're stuck in your head and not in your heart where there's no connection, really, there's just the monkey mind, well, as soon as something happens, well, something's gonna hit play, it's gonna hit action, you're gonna see all these things in your head and next thing you know, in two minutes, oh shoot, sorry. I don't even know what just happened. And you roll over because you now feel deflated and now your ego takes over and now you feel worthless, you feel shame. And the next thing you know, you can't start your business. You can't get to the gym in the morning. You self-sabotage. Now you're back on Netflix watching on the couch, you know? And so, uh, yeah, those are, um, just really gosh, so many, so many things to unlearn and relearn. Um, but yeah, that, that short, again, fight or flight jumping, you know, one thing that was huge for me when I started shifting was trying to get away from caffeine. 
You know, if you love caffeine, all power to you, just be aware of what it does. Be aware of how it puts you in this state where you're just go, go, go. Because as soon as you be, try to become present, and that's still going, going, going in your mind because of all this stimulation, well, you're just creating it for yourself. So that's one thing that completely helped me with my sexual energy was getting off caffeine because I pre-workouts, coffee, energy drinks, Red Bulls um, for years when it was like from 25 to 28 years old. I just thought that's how energy worked, not a different type of energy. And that really put me in a chase, go, go chasing mode, like just constantly pursuing, chasing, conquering, ego, competition, go, go, go. And then all of a sudden when it becomes time for the present moment, well, it's hard to slow down when you're driving 100 miles an hour and all of a sudden a, a little blockage comes and you just crash and then boom, three minutes later you're done <laughs> and you're, you're ejecting out of your seat literally um, because you just hit full steam. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, you're right about that because I think that it's like the, ca the caffeine thing is like, mm -hmm. do you have Yeah. Oh, I love him because what you're saying is so true. Like the caffeine industry is like so normal right i have my because i've never been a coffee person mm -hmm. and i was a big soda person growing up and mm -hmm. so i think that it's like it's so normalized to be like oh let me have my cup of coffee yes dopamine same thing yeah. dopamine drop it after you take it your dopamine drops your oxytocin drops it throws your adenosine uh neuro i think receptors in your brain off so you're constantly like what's next you just, you're in the go, you're out of the present moment, out of the present moment. And even today, my partner's got to remind me to slow down. Uh, even today, she's got to say, hold on, you, you can't just go right for, you know, in my butt or something. You got to look at me in the eyes. Like, and I'm just like, and my heart rate gets excited because we just, we still have your brain. And this is like Joe Dispenza stuff. Your brain just replays scenarios, right? So when you drink that drink again, there it goes. It replays an image. It replays a scenario and it speeds you up, but just coming down, slowing. That's why the feminine stuff, the, the meditation, you know, breath work, go ground, just go, you know, stay hydrated, getting away from caffeine as best you can, stretching, boring yin stuff, more inner work, things that I'm slowly changing. It's not an overnight fix, but that slows you down. So now when you are present in an energy exchange, it can be more fluid. It does last longer because you're out of the mind. The mind speeds up, but the heart can slow you down. And now the heart rate slows down a little bit. And now you've got oxytocin releasing in your body. And now the nervous system relaxes. And now your capillaries expand and contract. And now the blood flow from top to bottom improves. And now we don't even need Viagra. And you don't even need those things that you thought you did because when you're in the fight or flight mode, from what I've seen, it takes blood flow away from those areas and it might put it to your brain. Now, all of a sudden, you have no connection. We have no feeling down in our sexual area. And that was one thing I had to wake up to and, and forgive myself. Like I was literally was, I had no feelings. I had just no feelings just for a goal, just for an end result, similar like I used to do with basketball. I would sometimes, you can't really show feelings too much in basketball. You can't be weak. So you just got to go win. You've got to go beat the other person. And I took that into sexual practice and it just, sure, there was great times, but also at the same time, there's a lot of just, gosh, what was I doing? What was I running from and what was I chasing? Um, so yeah, those are huge, huge key points for, for anybody trying to make a shift, definitely uh, getting away from the caffeine for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to, to like our society 
promotes. Like I look back on my college days and I'm like, was it really that great? Like going out every weekend, getting drunk, sleeping with different people. Mm-hmm. Was it really mm-hmm. that fun? I mean, that's the only thing I knew back it. then. It's so fun. Yeah. That's the only thing. Cause it was either that or video games, go to school and play basketball. I mean, that, that was really it. And you can't, you know, you can only blame so many things outside of yourself, but yeah, that was like, that's what we did Friday night. Look a certain way, put on your cologne, get a haircut, get the right shirt on. Okay, let's pregame and then let's go have fun and see what happens. And then wake up the next morning and go, go wake up and see. I lived in a house with a bunch of guys and we joke about it. And it was just, it was just the way things were. And that, that's, the, again, the state that I was in at that time was all that we knew. Mm-hmm. for the most part. Now, here we are, I'm 31 and a lot of things have changed. And that's why I'm excited to start sharing this more and more and teaching this and, uh, you know, letting men know that and women that it is okay to admit kind of where you were in the past and being vulnerable about it. Um, it helps because shame, gosh, shame is such a low, low, it's probably, I think this is one of the lowest vibrational um, emotions on the scale. I mean, down there with fear and, uh, and anger and, and all those, but shame just because, you know, from when you're a little raising hand, put your hand down. Don't touch. You can't do that. Keep your hands to yourself. Mm-hmm. Put on a t-shirt. Don't do this. How dare you look at that? Oh, and, and then religion and all these things just come into play. So now, you know, you have see people that are terrified to sh- express their body. You have people, you know, afraid to share who they are because they're not going to get enough likes. They have people afraid that they can't create a connection with a man or a woman because of how they look. And that was my fear. If I didn't look a certain way, how, who, would, who would see me? How would, how would women see me? That's all I knew. All I had was my body. But now my body is now a vessel for my soul to be carried in, which then I can use my words, my energy, my tone, my eye contact. That's what I'm noticing now is, is what people are waking up to. Um, but yeah, again, to not go on that tangent, it's just where we were. It's just what we knew at the time. And it was, and it was the high. It was the dopamine rush. And I loved it as a 21, 22, 23 you know, all my whole twenties really was just an exploratory phase. I had a few partners, um, one from college that we broke up about a year after, and then a, a short couple month thing uh, with someone else. But other than that, it was just explore experiment, exploratory experiment in Orange County. You know, living right on the beach. I said, might as well, and learned a lot from it. It was the greatest mm. thing that happened to me. But also looking back, goodness, what was I doing? <laughs> that's okay. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, hey, it's okay though, because I think they always tell people it's better to do the because that's what almost what the twenties are for, right? It's mm-hmm. the exploring, it's the figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, because then if you don't go through that, then you're like the person that's only been with one person, but it was never mm-hmm. that great. Then you mm-hmm. get divorced and you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, yeah. Totally. Plus, also back to what you're saying about the shame thing. That's something I speak a lot about because I've dealt with shame a lot, mm-hmm. and it's almost like you get so used to feeling shame that you don't even know how you feel without it. Because our society shames on top of shame. It's crazy. All the time. All the time. And it, and it shames in so many ways. So many different ways. Not even sex, but like so many different ways of like not being worthy enough, not doing this, don't speak your truth. You know, you're crazy. Don't shame on you for sharing the truth. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. Come on, get back in line. And it, it goes across the board. Shame does. And I think that's one of the most liberating things. And again, what my partners taught me of just liberating yourself from this shame, liberating yourself from a lot of the things you've been told not to do or what you can't do or what you shouldn't do. For me, I try to stay away from ever telling someone you should. You should do this, not that. Says who? I'm, I'm, not, I can't, I, I'm not their God. I'm not their guru. I'm not even their mom or dad. I try to empower people. Um, but yeah, that shame runs deep and usually it's deep in the subconscious where it takes some of that inner work that I'm 
probably still have some in me. And I'm happy to admit that because now I'm aware that I probably have more work to do and that's totally fine. I'm, I'm never perfect and we're never at a peak at any point in time. And if you feel like you are, you might be around the wrong people or you might be just in a comfort zone. So I challenge you to get out of the comfort zone, which I'm always a big fan about. So yeah, shame is deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's something that um, it happens in every year of our lives. So yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what would you want people to take away from this conversation? Yeah, I would definitely say, one, just reflect. Take a time and I need to do this more. I'm choosing, not need, I'm choosing. I'm choosing to do this more is to reflect on things you need to reflect on. Whether it is business, whether it's your life, whether it's relationships, whether it's your sexual life, um, whether it's your lifestyle, whatever it is, just start reflecting a little bit. And when you reflect, um, reflect without attachment because you're not that same person. And sometimes people reflect and they go all of a sudden get depressed because they look back on what they did wrong. You did nothing wrong. You did what you thought was right at that moment. So when you reflect back, ask yourself some questions, you know, what were my intentions behind why I used to go do this? Like, why, why was it that I would do this and try that? What was the cause of me getting addicted to stimulation, dopamine, pornography, and these things? What were those root causes? And then you go a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And that's a great little thing to do when you just start. Um, in the moment, things that, you know, for men, especially what, what I started, just a little practice is when you go to the bathroom, go to the, go number one, go pee and then hold your pee in between, like pause, start strengthening your muscles down there. Some guys are like, what? That will hurt. Well, isn't that like a health hazard or blue balls? Or is that going to like blow up my bladder? No. And if anything, go learn, go research. I mean, there's so many amazing, the sexual Kung Fu, Jonathan, you got Montuk Chia, you've got, I've got so many different books. I could name them all, but go learn. Just start learning about yourself. Learn how your reproductive system works. Um, sex ed is great, but to an extent, because it only <laughs> it only gets so far in depth, it's it's very superficial and it's also very kind of misleading because it's not the teacher who's wrong. It's the system that was designed to train and teach you that it's something opposite. So when you start grabbing a book, you listen to a podcast like this one, an audio book, just start getting curious, you know, and your ego is not going to like it. It's probably going to try to slap you in the hand and say no. Um, but just remember that your sexual energy is very powerful. It's a great tool to manifest things. It is your life force. It's full of nutrients, minerals, vitamins, enzymes. It, it's you. It's a part of you. And you've been programmed to have it leave you. Uh, you don't want someone coming in and taking a hundred bucks from your bank account, but yet you throw out a hundred bucks every time you do so. So bring that money back into you, bring that sexual energy back into you, um, breath work, practicing, strengthening the muscles down there. Um, so to summarize, reflect, uh, unlearn and relearn, ask yourself some questions, forgive yourself, do some of the inner work. There's amazing coaches like you and, and so many others that are sharing their gifts beautifully. Um, start practicing little things like maybe semen retention for a week. Try going a week, try going five days, whatever, maybe two days for some of you, maybe a month and see and write down and pay attention to what starts to change in your life. Um, work on strengthening those muscles and slowing down. Just slow down a little bit. Try to get away from the caffeine, be more present, um, be mindful of where your eyes go when you're out in reality and also just unconscious scrolling, dopamine and things like that. And I think those are all great starts. And I think that's, that's what helped me probably those, those things. And obviously I've been blessed to have a partner that's I've known for 12 years 
and now we've been together for, for almost two and a half coming up on three. And, um, she's been able to hold amazing space. So men, it's okay to have friends that are girls, especially women that are very tuned into their sexuality and their spirituality. They're great teachers. They're great blessings. Um, and it's okay. That doesn't always have to lead to an end goal. And that's another very, very important thing. So yeah, those are some, some key points that I think that could help anybody, man or women for sure. Mm, I love those. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the friend thing though, because I have a lot of guy friends. I love all of them and um, I'm not interested in dating them, but I think it's, it's good to, for men and women to be friends. I hate that myth that we can't be friends. <laughs> so healthy. And then, and there's the thing, like I, I had relationships with so many women growing up, but my partner now was my best friend. Like I had one friend that was a girl because more times the girls I talked to would want to sleep with me or I was attracted to them. Mm -hmm. And my partner, Jilly, she was always there and she was just someone I could go to. And whether it, maybe it is a group, maybe it's just one, maybe it's just that one female or for females, it's one male, one counterpart that you see past the surface level and you can go deeper. And that right there probably be the greatest reflection for many. But I'm not saying it's hard to find because there's a lot of people out there that are looking. It just starts with you being vulnerable with it or like sharing it or coming out a little bit and expressing that, you know, you're calling it in or following, you know, someone on social media and getting curious about what they're sharing, like the stuff you share. Um, it's just great. And it's, it's so important to have those bonds that are not always sexually tied down or end goal in mind. And you realize that probably get more of a high in that dopamine rush and oxytocin from those kind of bonds rather than in a bedroom with the lights off um, at 2 a.m. after a, a fifth of tequila like I used to do. And that's okay <laughs> yes. to admit. So um, yeah, friendships, deeper bonds, connections, sacred energy exchanges um, with both male and female is, is so healthy and so important that I've been learning over the last few years for sure. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate just what you're sharing. And I was telling Jilly, like just talking to you has kind of helped me heal in a way. And I just, maybe if you're watching this, oh, this guy knows it all. I don't know any, I, I don't know at all. The, the stuff we just shared on this little uh, chat is very minuscule to the things you can unlock when you start tapping into it. Because we can tell people all day, but they'll discover it for themselves. You know, you can't tell people, they've got to see it for themselves. So I'm very grateful for, for connecting with you online and uh, yeah, looking forward to, to helping more and more men and women wake up to the most powerful force within you. And the last place probably you think is the most amazing, majestical energy you can create and harness and, and create your life. And it truly is a blessing. So thank mm. you very much. Daily. I appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. I'll place all your links below. Y'all awesome. be sure to subscribe, share, like the podcast. Let mm -hmm. me know your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Beautiful. And have a great day. Bye. Likewise. Awesome.